This is the Virtual Assistant Advantage podcast, the podcast for Christian virtual assistants and the ministry leaders, business owners, and bloggers who hire them. Learn the tips, tricks, and advantages of working together. I'm your host, longtime virtual assistant and virtual assistant coach, Alicia Avant. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Virtual Assistant Advantage Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Avant, and today we are starting a whole new month, which means a whole new theme for the month of March, and our theme is paperwork, paperwork, paperwork. I know that sounds terrible, but it is a necessary evil, and we're going to be talking about the different pieces of paperwork that you need as a virtual assistant to keep things running smoothly and everything legal and all of that jazz. So today we're going to talk about what paperwork does a virtual assistant need. And there are four specific types of paperwork that I recommend as a virtual assistant. And so we're going to talk about the proposal. We're going to talk about um, contracts or agreements policies and procedures, and your How I Work document, which you may not have heard of before because it is something that um, I do that is unique that I actually learned from a veteran VA that I've worked with in the past. So those are the four documents. We're going to talk about what each of those have. And then over the, the course of the next few weeks, Some of these are going to have an episode all on their own because it is a little bit more information than I can put into this one episode. So you will be learning more about each of those documents each week over the coming month, uh, over the month. So stay tuned. So the first piece of paperwork that we're going to talk about is the proposal because in the list of things that you would do, this if you have a system for your paperwork, the proposal would come first. So you can create your own proposal and there are some pieces that need to be in the proposal, which we're going to go over briefly because there will be an episode dedicated to the proposal later in the month. The first is um, just a short introduction from yourself. The second piece would be any tech requirements that are required. So if you have specific programs or services that they need to use software, you would want to mention that. Um, this third is your the scope of work. So what exactly will you be doing for them? And the fourth, it would be the payment terms. So what is it going to cost them? And what are the terms that you have going on with the payment? And so that is the proposal. If someone accepts your proposal, the second piece of paperwork that you would send them would be a service agreement or contracts. And in this, this is very much legal, legalese. And so I'm just going to share with you what I use in my service agreement, but this is not legal advice. Um, This is just sharing with you what I do and I cannot provide for you legal advice, obviously. So in my agreement, I include the services that I will provide, the hourly rate, my package policy, a disclaimer, um, basically stating what I just stated, that I'm not a lawyer, an agent, a publisher, that 
you know, these are, this is what I'm providing and this is what I'm not providing. And then I tell them what I need from them as far as, you know, this is what I can expect from you. And this is what you can expect from me. And then the term. So if we are agreeing to this for our agreement, our relationship to be like 30 days, or if it's ongoing, um, how to terminate this agreement, timelines, the payment, what my refund policy is, and then my confidentiality clause. So that is really the main pieces of the agreement. And there are more that you could put into it. There are less, obviously. You can make it a little less complicated. But those are the main pieces of the agreement that I use for my clients. I do have two different agreements. And the reason, actually I have three. And the reason is I have clients that are ongoing. That means their um, agreement will continue on and they will renew their package every 30 days. Then I have a one-time service agreement, so they won't renew after 30 days unless they contact me and tell me they want to keep going. And then I also have one for websites because websites are more of a project-based agreement. So it's not like the ongoing where the client is going to be working with me continuously and they'll be continuing to renew their package. Um, with a website, I'd normally do a 50% deposit and 50% when they are complete. So the payment arrangements is a little different. So that has to be outlined in the agreement. But those are the main pieces of a contract or service agreement. And then the other document that I have is I have what I call a operations manual. And this is really for the purpose of outlining everything. So if anything were to ever happen to me, I have a clear statement of what I have agreed to with my clients. Also, if I wanted to add a team member and I want the team member to understand the way my business runs and works, I could share that with them. And so the operations manual includes the following information, basic company information, such as your business name, your EIN number, your business account, websites, all of that, a company description. Um, a description of your ideal customer or client. And then again, your services that you provide, the different types of services you provide, your policies and your procedures. And finally, um, it is your monthly business expenses, the types of tasks that you do, and then also a client relation procedure. So how do you track your leads? What is your lead strategy and process? What is your new client onboarding process or strategy? Like what do you do when? What is your system for that? What are your marketing strategies? So those are the main pieces of an operations manual. And it's a great thing to have on file. It is a great thing to know what your systems are for each of these pieces of your business. And you can refer back to it, but you can also share it if you do choose to have teammates. 
And then finally, this is absolutely my favorite document that I have because it has done so much for me in my business. And what it is, I call it the How I Work document. I got this from a friend. Her name is Laura Bastian, and she is a longtime VA. She's been a VA longer than me, and I don't know very many people who have been VAs longer than me. Um, but she helped me create this How I Work document, and I've used it religiously in my business and has been by far one of the best pieces of paperwork that I've ever created. And the How I Work document has the following information. And I am going to go into more details in next week's episode because I believe next week is when I talk about the How I Work document. Yes, what is a How I Work document and why you need one is next week's episode. And so we'll go into a little bit more detail, but these, I'm going to cover the high points. These are the main pieces of a How I Work document. What you can expect when working with Alicia. So I give like an outline of like my hours and you know, my policies and things like that, hours of operation, what I do for rush jobs, what my policy is on that, what my what holidays I take in my business, my referral program, I outline that in my How I Work document. I tell them how I share files and information with them. I tell them how they need to share tasks or projects with me. We talk about timelines and confidentiality in my How I Work document. We talk about invoicing and how I invoice my clients and what my policies are around invoicing. I outline my rates and my packages. And then finally, I just do like a little wrap up and thank you note for them actually reading through this How I Work document because it is sort of long and it has a lot of information. But I just recently changed the way that I share my How I Work document with my clients. It used to be just a PDF and it was just text only. Well, I shared a couple weeks ago, I think, on the podcast that I've started using HoneyBook and HoneyBook has great benefits to it because you can make your How I Work document and any of your documents actually look very professional and have a more for streamlined and professional look and feel. You can use images and it takes them through the process. And so I've actually put my How I Work document on there as what they called a flow. And flows are new. They're beta right now. I have, a, I have access to flows as a HoneyBook educator, but there are also just in the way that HoneyBook is set up, even before the flows were added, there was a way to share a brochure and so you can put your How I Work document on HoneyBook as like a brochure and it basically gives them an electronic opportunity to kind of walk through this brochure of yours and share with them the information in a very streamlined, beautiful, professional look and feel. And you can do the same thing with like a PDF like you create in Canva if you wanted to, if you don't have HoneyBook. But I just wanted to share that with you because it is very, very pretty. It looks nice and it's a great way to showcase what you do and your services and everything like that. So 
highly recommend creating a How I Work document. We'll talk about more of the benefits of it next week in next week's episode, but I wanted to mention that. Also, um, one thing, if you are interested in HoneyBook, I can get, I think it's a 50% off discount. So I will share the link in the show notes so that you can go check it out if you're interested in it. And I hope that this week's episode has been beneficial to you. I hope that you will come back next week and listen and tell your friends, your VA friends or your Christian business friends about the podcast because we would love to have them as a listener. So thanks for listening.